This is an AMI podcast. Hey guys, welcome along to another episode of Double Tap for a brand new week. It's Monday the 23rd of January and today we're talking about your feedback and also Twitter. Is it time to go? You're listening to Double Tap, your daily accessible technology show. Now, here's your hosts, Stephen Scott and Sean Priest. Ah, uh, no Sean Priest today, sadly. Uh, yeah, he's still not well. And do you know what? I don't think Sean's going to be back with us for a little while. No, because, uh, well, okay, let me, uh, let me break this down for you. And I mean that not to offend Sean in any way. Um... You know when you say to people, break a leg, you don't really mean it, do you? You know, when you start a show, you say, break a leg, because it's a thing you do. Uh, I never really mean it with Sean, but that seems to be kind of where we are. I don't think he broke his leg. He broke something in his leg. I am not a medical person. That may not surprise you. Uh, but I will tell you that he's uh, he's resting up. He has the finest drugs available legally to him. Uh, so he will be fine, but he is going to be off the show for a little bit. And uh, I just want to thank you all for your lovely messages. Not to me, not supporting me that I've now got to carry this thing. No, 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 no. Not for me, but, but for him. No, thank you for all your lovely messages you've been sending in to us. Uh, he will be back at some point. I don't know when. Um, but you know what? It's a good opportunity. It's a good opportunity, I think, to find his replacement. No, I mean, uh, get other people on who can, you know, talk tech with me. And someone who knows all about talking tech on a show called Tech Talk. My old job is Callum Stoneman, one of the hosts of Tech Talk on RNIB Connect Radio. Hello to you, Callum. Hello. Yeah. It's good to now, be here. I have to say, this is the best bit of, of my life because I, I'm a very cynical person. You might have guessed. Oh, yeah. And I have a hunch there's a lot of people out there thinking, ah, opportunity, opportunity. There's a job <laughs> going. There's a seat free at the double tap table. Well, there kind of is. Uh, at the moment, anyway, until Sean gets back. Uh, but yeah, Sean is, is unwell. He, he, well, he's not unwell. He's, he's hurt himself in a bad way. Mm. I suggest never leaving the house is the simplest option, to be perfectly honest. Never leave the house and you, d- you never have the problem. Have you ever broken your leg, Callum? Has this ever happened to you? Um, no, I haven't. My brother has. He um, when, when he was younger, he did a... I, I, I don't know what he was doing. It was icy. And um, he just decided to, um, yeah, uh, decided to uh, have a slip and, uh, <laughs> before we knew it, uh, broken leg over Christmas, which Aww. was uh, which was fun. But yeah, get well soon, Sean. Yeah, no, we're all Hashtag thinking of him. friend of the shed. Yes. <laughs> this comes up so many times, this friend of the shed thing. It's great. Um, I love it. Yeah, well, there are a lot of friends of the shed, that is for yeah. sure. And um, yeah, but listen, I'm really glad you're here. So you're here from the my old show, Tech Talk, on RNIB Radio, of course. And yeah. um, how's that going over there? Are you, are you still going? Yeah, we're still going. We're still surviving. <laughs> um, it's uh, it's going good, yeah. It's it's going really well. I, I really love doing the show. Um, you know, I love working with the team at RNIB. We've got a great team behind yep. the show and... Um, it's going well. I'm enjoying. Um, I'm enjoying being uh, being on your rival show. No, 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 no rival here. In fact, you know, I, I'm so glad you're going. I'm so glad the show came back um, because yeah. I think it's so important that there are as, are as many voices talking about this as possible. Because you know, it's, it's interesting to me, right? When when I started the show, whenever we started it, people say, "Oh, not another podcast, not another radio show." And I always think you'd never say that about books, would you? You'd never turn around to an author no. and say, well, you're not writing another book, are you? Come on. There's loads of books. There's libraries full of them. You wouldn't say that. So why would you say it about a podcast? And why would you say it about a topic like this? I mean, look, you must find this as well with your show. There is so much to talk about, especially now. There's just no end to it. There is, yeah. And it's it's weird because obviously you do this every day and and it's amazing. But we kind of... I wouldn't say we're we're behind, but it takes us a bit more time because there's three of us doing the show. Well, there's the three co-hosts and then there's producer and stuff like that. So it takes us a bit more time to kind hang of on, get hang into on, hang things. Hang on, hang on, whoa, whoa, hang on. You've got a producer now? What I producer? didn't have a producer. Well, we, we've, we've gone up in the world. Oh, yeah, right, okay. Oh, well, well sorry, sorry to break mm-hmm. that one to you. Mm-hmm. Fine. Um, but yeah, we <laughs> um, you know, it takes us a bit more a bit more time to kind of get together and discuss things and turn things around and... But it, it's kind of good because it 
gives us a bit of chance to see what's going on, what the reaction is, and you yeah. get you get to cover so there's so many different so something that seems like such a small story, so many different perspectives come out, and it's I mean it's impossible to cover them all, but it's so interesting how I've paid more attention to it since starting Tech Talk, especially. Yeah, and it's just so interesting how this affects so many people. Yeah, I mean, you're right. And I think, you know, you, you guys do the show once a week, as as we used to do here at Double Tap. And I think that the difference is you get the chance to really think the whole story through and you think, okay, how's this going to land and how is the community going to evolve into this? I remember, for example, doing the Apple events. I mean, not specifically accessibility related, but, you know, we'd cover them on the Wednesday or the Thursday, whenever they were on. And then you would get to the end of the week and you'd have that chance to really get the, you know, the, the full picture. Um, whereas here, you know, we just go for it and, yes. you know, and we pick it up as we go. And, you know, that's just the way we do it here. But I think the point is that I'm, what I'm glad about is that there's opportunity for all of us to, you know, do what we do. And, you know, I'm so glad that the Tech Talk continued with Dave, with yourself, with Taz, everyone on there who's doing a fantastic job, really are, you are doing a fantastic job of carrying on that, that thing, which, you know, which I loved. And um, I gave my, my little baby, I gave my birthday a little baby and you're looking after it. It's nice. <laughs> I'd probably have forgotten to feed it by now. So, you know, it's, it's probably good oh, that you've you. got it. Yeah. Um, so on to today, and um, I have to say the big topic for me at the moment, I, and we didn't cover it much last week because I was obviously getting over the shock of Sean being unwell and falling and hurting himself. That I com- it completely escaped my mind on Friday to talk about Twitter, which I know is unusual for me because Twitter has been Yay. the subject of this show for many times and uh, upsets Greg I, in I Pennsylvania. I'm sorry, you've, Greg. I don't think you've, you've covered it that much, to be honest. This do, you know Twitter so? do, you know, do you know what Elon Musk has bought it? But I, I heard about this, and I did mention yeah. it on the show. And and you know, I I feel I think you're right. I don't think we've talked about it enough. Yeah. Well, we can change that today. Uh, so yeah, we can talk about Twitter because look, the big news today really is because you know there hasn't been a huge amount to talk about, but lots of change and constant stuff going on. But really, the big news for us is the what appears to be the banning of third party apps, and. You know, yes. apps like and, and it's it was really sad on Friday. I think it was a Friday or Saturday I saw the news that Twitterific, one I've used for many years on the Mac, uh, they had put up a notice saying, That's it, we're out. We're pulling the app from the app store. No longer are we supporting it. Yeah. Um one by one they all seemed to fall after that. Some are still holding on. Um but I think was it I always get mixed up with this, it's not a signal. Every time I do this I get always mixed up with the name of it. The one that everyone talks about recently starts with an S. Uh, spring. That's the one. Why, do I, why can't I remember that word? I think um, that disappeared last night, Spring. It did. I think that's, yeah, yeah. It's gone. Um, and that's a real shame, you know. And I, I, I downloaded Tweezcake at the weekend. I figured out finally how to get Tweezcake installed. I am a complete idiot. Uh, I installed it on my – I say installed. I mean, really, what you're downloading is the package of files, and then you just have to basically put it in your computer somewhere and open it. Uh, it's easier on the Mac, I must admit, but on the PC side, it is possible to do. Um, you just literally copy the files across, and that's it. You're in. And Tweezcake is brilliant, very much like Chicken Nugget of old, which has also fallen by the wayside. Tweezcake is still holding on, but for how long, right? And um, Yeah. Yeah, I- I'm just finding the whole thing really – yeah, it's troublesome. It's troublesome, Callum. It's troublesome. What's your take well, on this? Well, you say that. And uh, I, I tweeted, funnily enough, I tweeted about this the other day, and I, I didn't really get much response, but I was kind of intrigued what brings people to the third-party apps. I mean, I think, personally, I, I'm a voiceover user. I'm totally blind. But I find the native app pretty all right. But then again, I'm not using all the... I just have a flick through. If I've got a bit of downtime, I've got nothing better to do. I'll just have a look through. Mm. And I, I don't really use all the, the lists and the you know fancy stuff you can do. I just have a flick through my timeline, occasionally tweet something, usually something that I'm annoyed about um, because it's Twitter. That's apparently what you do. That's the idea, yep. Yeah. But, uh, I mean, I'm not on uh, Twitter's side with this. I think it's terrible the way they've done it because the way they did this was that a lot of the apps started going down a couple of weeks ago. With yeah. no notice, no reason, no explanation. Apparently, developers of these apps were getting in touch with Twitter, and they were getting no response because they were saying, "Oh, for some reason, our app, app you know, our app isn't working." 
the API calls are, are failing. You know, why is this happening? And they were getting nothing. And then Twitter, I think this is the official Twitter developer account. It's hard to tell now with everyone being verified. But <laughs> yes. um, I think it was. And they put out a statement. And this is honestly what it says. This is word for word what it says. Twitter is, Twitter is now enforcing our longstanding API rules. This may result in some apps not working. <laughs> longstanding API rules. Yeah. Okay, which so were what? Tweet so then Tweetbot replied very politely, to be fair to them, and said, well, look, could you tell us, we've been around for about 10 years, could you tell us what rules were breaking and then we can fix it? Mm -hmm. And yeah, as far as I know, they got nothing. And then um, Friday, they silently put, updated their policy, apparently, to basically say you, you're no longer allowed to use the API to make third-party apps. And that's when Twitterific said they can no longer carry on. So... No, they've, they've made a shambles out of this. It's, it's terrible. You know, there's two sides to this. One is, and I've seen so much discussion about this on online, and we'll, we'll get to your point about the Twitter app itself in a minute, because I want to address that as well. But there is a question mark, I think. How can third-party apps be allowed to, when you, th when you actually zoom out from this for a minute, how can you have a third-party app that essentially is stripping out the ads which in yeah. some cases is adding on its own subscription. So, you know, you download, say, an app, Twitter, I think is one example of it. You, it they've stripped out all the, th the ads from Twitter, and then they're saying to you, okay, now we'll charge you for taking away the ads that we've put in from our own side. You can <laughs> pay to get rid of those ads, if you like, or just use the ads that we provide, so we make money off of. So you kind of you can almost see why someone at Twitter, like Elon Musk, might be thinking, hang on a minute, that doesn't seem very fair to us. Now, on the flip side of that, why couldn't tw uh, Twitter turn around to say Elon Musk or whoever, turn around and say, right, okay, look, if you're a third-party app, you can no longer strip out the ads. Yeah. And therefore, the third-party apps could continue doing what they were doing. And so be it. And I think that they're going to lose a lot of people. Not, I mean, okay, yes, there's a big discussion about whether or not that maybe that's it for blind people. Maybe this is just a step too far. Um, but I think corporate, I think people who use the corporate systems, there's a lot of you know third-party systems that make it a lot easier to tweet if you're a social media manager. Um, well, that's what I thought. I mean, does this affect things like, because um, correct me if I'm wrong, but things like Buffer, they're not really a client, are they? They're just used to schedule tweets and manage your social media. Is that affecting these as well? Yeah, well, t Buffer was already on you know shaky ground as it was. I mean, I remember... Oh, yeah, there was a period where Buffer wasn't working at all, and then it came back, and then it was away. Um, so I don't know what's going on with these things. I don't know how this will work, because in theory, if third-party applications don't work, Buffer would be classed as a third-party app. Okay, yeah, it's yeah. Not tweet it is tweeting, but it's not tweeting. You know what I mean? It's, it's like it's a scheduling thing, but again, that would assume that Twitter themselves could build all that functionality into their own apps. Now, I'm not against that either, but the problem is, since they've decided to, let me say it again for those at the back, sack their entire accessibility team, that might be a little bit more challenging, especially for us. Yes, we'll get lots of new functionality, but will it be accessible? And if the answer is no, then, well, then that's the it. Point? Yeah, yeah, and then we're all out. It's as simple as that. Yeah. Um, I want to go back to your point, though, about the Twitter app, because I did see a lot of controversy from people, a lot of people just are very upset online, I guess from blind people specifically, who were saying, well, there's nothing wrong with the Twitter app. Why are people jumping to third-party solutions? Well, two things, because I get picked up on this as well. For me, it's not just about the iOS side. Yes, iOS is important. Um, and the Twitter app is accessible to a point. My worry is that long-term it won't be. That's my bigger issue with iOS and Twitter, is that long-term that app is probably going to become less accessible. Third-party apps that have got us in mind, that would have been a little bit you know, of an easier pill to swallow. That would have probably kept me on the platform longer. But I also want to use Twitter on the Mac or the PC. And I want a simple experience. I don't want to have to navigate in, you know, some web app thing. I just, I, I don't want to do that. I just, that's not for me. So I think apps like Chicken Nugget, TW Blue, Tweezcake, Twitterific on the Mac side, Spring, these are all fantastic applications that just made the whole process so much easier, so much simpler. And I have a feeling that, you know, not being able to use those apps for me, that is going to result in me 
not using Twitter. Now, in saying that, I did, uh, in fact, you might remember ages ago, uh, we had a demonstration of the Twitter web app on PC, and it was fairly accessible, and you could do cool things on there, like schedule tweets. You could add alt text to images, all that stuff, very important. But I don't know, just the, the experience, I don't know, maybe it just takes me getting used to, maybe it's like using the WhatsApp app, because interestingly, for me, a lot of this is down to how much you're willing to give in terms of your own time and energy. I don't know about you, Callum, but for me, it is just sometimes the there's just only so much energy available. <laughs> I just can't. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I just can't. It's like not another app I have to go and learn, not another thing. And Another set of shortcuts. And, yeah. Yeah. You know, and it's like the WhatsApp, but the WhatsApp thing was interesting because it felt A, quite easy. B, it was exactly what I wanted to do with. Now, if I had the same view on Twitter, then I might be okay. But I do think on the Twitter side, it is going to be a bit more... Um, a bit more challenging. I don't know though. I don't know. I just I think my fear is that because they don't have the accessibility team, we're not going to have the long-term guarantee that it will continue to be accessible. So why should I put the effort in to learn this thing if in 6 months time it's not even working for me? Especially because they keep telling us they're going to add all these new features. And whatever these features are, that will have an impact on the user interface. So, of course it's going to have an impact, and if it does, how do we know that's going to work for us? We're going to end up with a whole pile of unlabeled buttons. And as soon as that happens, you know as well as I do, that's it. People are out. They're well, done. I'm already seeing a bit of a bit of weirdness on the app. And this again, it's changing so much that this might not even be this might not even be the case when by the time this goes out. Yeah. But at the minute, if you go onto it, if you double tap on a, a tweet and you've got the reply, retweet, then there's an unlabeled button. Then there's a bookmark button, and then there's the share button. But if you carry on down the, and I think the unlabeled button and the bookmark button both do the same thing. But if you go back out of that and go down the actions rotor, you've still got your reply, retweet, like, share. So there's an inconsistency there. I mean, I'm not sure is like still going, or has that been replaced by this bookmarks or? And then what's well, that's with that new, isn't it? Button? That's that's that new feature. <laughs> which they've brought in, yeah, the bookmarking thing, which I don't really understand. This mm. is the problem. So here's the, here's the ultimate question. Are you going to stick with it? I mean, because I, I, you know, I made it very clear when I, you know, I got pretty annoyed at people who were just making the announcements on Twitter. I can't be bothered with this. People who go on yeah. Twitter and, I'm going to leave because I can't handle this anymore. It's, it's against all my principles and I couldn't possibly. Oh, just go. Just go then. <laughs> Just shut your account and leave us all alone. I'm, I don't want to hear it. But now I I'm just, thinking, well, <laughs> you know, it's maybe. like, mm, I don't know. I just, I'm not really, I'm not going to write that tweet, but I am kind of thinking, hmm, uh, can, how, how long can this go? You know, how long can we keep going with this? Because well, we're going to start fighting paying it. For, I, I certainly won't be paying for Twitter Blue. That's been more popular than I expected. Oh, no, I'm not paying for that. The no. number of people verified. I know. <laughs> really? You're paying for this? Um, but I mean, okay, you know, it's your money. Um, I think for me, if if I can't use it, if I can no longer use it, you know, if it's not accessible, then um, yeah, that's it. My account's going, the app's going. Yeah, I don't, I, I don't think I'd miss it. You know, I enjoy, as I said, I enjoy flicking through it every now and again, um, just to see. And I, I do find it quite useful just to keep up with, especially you know, tech news and stuff from like the disability. This, the disabled communities and I get a lot of accessibility news from from Twitter. Yes, yeah. So um, I do find it good for that. Now, the number of people saying it, it almost makes me feel like the um, you know, a few years ago with all the crappy. Th- can I say crappy? Is that you can say crappy? Oh well, with all the crappy things that the, <laughs> that Facebook have done over the years. And everyone was saying, oh, I'm going to leave Facebook. It's terrible. Oh, they're, yeah, they're stealing our data. We've got no privacy. I'm going to leave Facebook. They're all still here. Of course they are. Yeah, and, and, and that's the thing. thing. And it's a similar thing. with. I've seen a lot of blind people on Friday saying, well, you know, I can no longer use Twitterific or I can no longer use whatever the other apps are. So I, I think this is it. I think, this is, you know, I think I'm going to have to leave now. And, you know, when I looked, when I scrolled through last night, those same people were still still there and i just kind of feel like is it is it one of them things where because let's be honest about it this doesn't impact sighted people anywhere near as much no no so is twitter one of them things like facebook where it's just so um 
we just got so used to it being there. Because, like, for example, Mastodon. Mastodon is not going to catch on to the masses, in my opinion. So this is interesting because I've been seeing a lot of people on Twitter saying they've tried to sign up to Mastodon and just find the whole process completely confusing. Yeah. They don't really understand what, you know, server they're supposed to be connecting to and woe betide if you, you know, connect to the wrong server because, I mean, I remember, when I, I signed up to Mastodon. I deleted that account in the end. Yeah, I, so you tried it, didn't you? I did. I tried. And, and, you know, in terms of an experience, it's very Twitter-like. There's no denial of that. But I cannot get my head around who's seeing what, who I'm tweeting to. I seem to, to be connected to a server full of geeks who had no interest in anything I was saying. Yeah. And, you know, and, and certainly had no, and they were very pleasant, but they were just like, this is really, it just felt like someone turned up at a party who really wasn't invited. And, you know, they just kind of wished to order an Uber and leave. And I did. Well, you can, you can move servers. <laughs> yeah, well, I tried that. You can that. move to a new I, server. I couldn't really understand. Well, again, the problem is move where? You know, it's yeah. a bit like moving to a new country and being told, well, you know, what you really should have done is move to the street next to you because that's the better street. And you're like, yeah, but how would I know that? I've never been here in my life before. And that's the problem. I don't know where you're supposed to go. And again, I'm a little bit wary of, and that was the whole thing about Twitter for me, I'm wary of this silo approach to things. Yeah. I don't like being trapped in a silo. I don't want to be sitting around a bunch of people who just agree with me all the time. I want people to learn about what we're what we are doing, what you know, the, the show you do, the show I do. I want to learn, you know, teach people about that. I want to, you know, hear people's opinions. I want to hear from people who don't agree with me because that appeals oh, to absolutely. me way more. Yeah. Um, if you want a little safe environment where lots of people sit in the village and just agree with you all day, then that's nice. You know, go and enjoy Mastodon. I don't like that. That's not for me. Um, but I, I. I think there's a fundamental difference, though, between Mastodon, uh, well, not Mastodon, but Twitter, and what's happening at Twitter and what happened at Facebook. And this is very specific to us as a community, right? I feel that Facebook were enacting policies that were distasteful, without shadow of a doubt, and that's being mm. very kind. Um, but the reality is that it never affected the user experience. My experience no, of Facebook never changed. This yeah. is different. Because this has an impact now. And at the beginning, you know, who owned Twitter and who was running it really made no difference to me. And that's why at that point I was thinking, I don't get why people are so bothered by this. At the end of the day, it's just ownership. And someone else might own it by the end of the year or, you know, who knows with that particular platform at the moment. Elon could just get fed up and say, I've had enough and sell it to his brother or I don't know, whatever. Um, that was never an issue for me because at the end of the day, all that was was an ownership thing. and. People who were getting, I mean, honestly, it became like an episode of Keeping Up with the Kardashians on Twitter every day. People just <laughs> blowing up. I can't possibly deal with this. Oh, get over it and get over yourself. Yeah. But now we're at a point where access is being threatened. And it's not that they are, and again, I go back to the point about the Twitter iOS app. Yes, it is accessible for now. But there you're, you're finding issues with it right away. You're finding an issue with an unlabeled button. Now, what if that unlabeled button is really important. What if that's like the key to everything and you just don't know? And yeah, well, how do you contact a Twitter? You can't call up Twitter and say, uh, hello, um, you have an unlabeled button. And they go, we don't care because there's like three people working on this entire thing and we're all a bit busy at the minute because Elon keeps shouting at us. Yeah. We're sleeping in the office. Leave us alone. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's right. We're sleeping <laughs> you, in the office. Did you see that? I put beds in the office and said like, you basically you've got to be here 24-7. It's tough work. Either do it or go away. Get lost, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, I'm I just, I'm not for that, you know, but I, oh, that's another, that's another conversation for another day. Oh. What, what you're prepared to bat with. I, I, I sort of, oh, I could get into this one, Callum. Could you could take me down a path here? I'll get myself shot in the head. But honestly, <laughs> um, it's fascinating to me, this, this whole subject. I want to bring in an email at this point. Um, Laura, who reads our emails, she's poorly as well, by the way. She's got the cold. It's just getting ridiculous. There'll what no are you one doing left. to people? I, it's nothing to do with me. You think I was firing viruses out by email. It's ridiculous. Uh, but no, yeah, Laura's not fishing. so good. <laughs> so she has managed to read our emails, which I'm so pleased she did. So this is an email from John who got in touch with us, and it's on the subject of Twitter. Let's listen to this. Dear Stephen and Sean, 
I've always thought of you both as like an audio version of Torville and Dean, but I am now maybe rethinking this parallel in light of Sean's recent escapades. I hope it's nothing too serious and he'll be up and running into hedges as fast as you can say Saskatchewan. Anyway, I wanted to risk angering the army of Greg by mentioning the dreaded T word. Many years ago, I was in a work meeting and we were on an audio call with a supplier. Throughout the call, I kept hearing this chirruping. I was convinced that the supplier was talking to us from his garden, but it turned out that the extremely well-paid contractor who was supposed to be leading our team had installed this new app called Twitter and had been tweeting all the way through the meeting, seemingly unaware of the mute button. It never really gelled with me, but a few months back, the Blind Guy podcast seemed to go AWOL. Fearing that Stephen may have fallen into a bargain bucket at KFC and drowned, I resorted to Twitter to find out what had happened. It will be of no surprise to anyone to find out that it was another office refurbishment project. But even so, I've been a silent Twitter stalker ever since. My app of choice was Twitterific. Like everyone else, I was surprised to find that it stopped working a few days ago and now has gone the way of my Bose frames and soundscape. My first thought was to splash out on a spring licence, but the more I think about it, the more I'm surprised that these apps were ever allowed to continue this way for so long. For example... Twitterific strips out the ads from the Twitter feed, presumably stopping any revenue potential that Twitter has from me. And then it shows its own adverts at the top and asks me to subscribe to remove them. I can see why this might annoy Mr Musk. I think the main problem isn't that these apps have been stopped, but more the knee-jerk way that everything happens at Twitter these days and how access was cut off with no explanation or time to make corrections. Of course, We in the blind community have our own concerns with options being limited like this. I've grudgingly installed the native Twitter app and now can quite happily read tweets I've already seen from a couple of days ago and not feel guilty about it. I was thinking about Twitter alternatives, a bit hard not to when listening to your podcast, and it occurred to me that the answer may be right in front of us. What we need is a big central hub. For the sake of argument, let's call it Stephen. Mm -hmm. Then obviously we need some redundancy. Just pulling a name out of thin air, but let's call that Sean. We can call this new social network Double Tap. On that note, please add one like to Gordon's review of the OHO glasses. They sound ideal for my needs. And also one like to the Plant Pot Man. I hope he's now a bit happier that the thousands of people in his living room have now left. Keep up the good work and hope to have Sean back soon. John from Northampton. Oh, John, thank you so much for that. That's a brilliant email. That's brilliant. Uh, I did you catch the, the story of the Plant Pot Man? Yeah, I did. <laughs> it was just um, incredible. I love the nickname, by the way, Plant Pot Man. That is his name, is that- yeah. That is his yeah. nickname now. Yeah, we're officially calling him Plant Pot Man. For people who maybe didn't catch that, this was a, I was at an NFB convention years ago, and I was talking on the show about the fact that this this group of people were so independent. You know, they were super independent people. And this one guy, he just kept walking left and right around this plant pot. And he just, and I said to him, look, are you lost? Do you want, do you want some help? And he said, uh, no, I'm fine. I'll get there. And I'm like, but you're just walking around a plant pot all day. And that's what he just seemed to do was just be stuck around this plant. Eventually he managed to untangle himself from the plant pot and get away. I was say, he's not still there, is he? Well, he might be. Maybe he's gone back. Maybe that's where he lives. Maybe he lives in the plant pot. I don't know. <laughs> But, it, it, yeah, I think John's right. Maybe he's quite pleased that all the people have left. <laughs> Leave him alone. But, you know, it was just a really interesting story about um, independence and how it can go. You know, I, I sometimes think people go a bit too far with the whole independence. You know, just ask for help. You know, there's nothing wrong with just saying, can you help me here? You know, you'd get to where you're going a lot quicker. Oh, yeah. I'm going to get emails about that. Anyway, uh, look, stick around. We have got more to talk about. And uh, also we're going to address the elephant in the room next. Mm. Oh. Follow Double Tap on social media at Double Tap On Air. And subscribe to the podcast wherever you get your podcasts. And email us feedback at doubletaponair.com. We'll be right back. This is Double Tap. Now, back to the show. Stephen and Callum Stoneman with you today. Callum, of course, uh, one of the co-hosts of RNIB Tech Talk, my old job, and uh, good to have you back with me, Callum. Now, I do want to address the elephant in the room. Now, because of clever editing techniques, because of 
the ability we have to uh, make things sound better than in fact they are, um, which is why I sound amazing on here of and course. dreadful in real life. Um, yeah, I noticed when we were starting up, when we were chatting before we uh, started the show, that there was a horrible kind of like whiny, whinging noise. And first I thought Sean had joined. And then I realised <laughs> that it was like, I don't know, it sounded like someone was, was cleaning in the background. Like someone was vacuuming up. I thought, oh, Callum's got a cleaner. Good for him. And then we were talking and you told me that, no, actually, it was not any of that. It was, in fact, an Intel Mac. <laughs> <sighs> Callum. Callum, yes, Callum, Callum. I've got an Intel MacBook Air. Uh, or, or as I like to call it, a, a lovely toasty maker. If you put some bread in yep. there with some cheese and you push down that lid, you will have a wonderful toasty in no time at all. Oh, it's brilliant. That's that's how I got my breakfast this morning. <laughs> it's so good. Preparing Stick for this. an egg in there. Yeah, it's great. Yeah, absolutely brilliant. Why have you not got an M1? Well, it's 2023 and you're supposedly an bit. IT expert. I am, yeah, but I mean, I just... For for Christmas, my my wife, who's not a techie, oh, bought me a MacBook Air a couple of years ago. And um, what year? Yeah, it, I mean it, it's it's fantastic. It runs really well. It works really well. But it's what year? Um, <laughs> you're gonna love this. Christmas 2020. Oh, she got me come a, on, an Intel just before the M1 comes out. <laughs> that, that was the same year, it was. wasn't it? The same year that the M. Yeah. Actually, no. Hang on. Did the M1 MacBook Air come out at that point? I don't know. Oh, maybe not. The Mac not. Mini came out. That's what I got. In fact, I think yeah. it was, wasn't it? It was the Mac Mini. I think it was the Mac Mini. That's that's testing my knowledge there, I think. But yeah, it was the Mac Mini came out. There was no other Mac, I think, at that point. So, okay, maybe I'll let you away with that. Maybe I'll let you away with that one. Yeah, leave her alone. Well, look, it's not her fault. It's your fault. How's it my fault? You could have, you, listen, you've, I assume she got a receipt. You could have taken it back. Probably. You could have said, take this garbage and give me something new. <laughs> I bought, I remember actually buying an Intel Mac Mini, no, a MacBook Air actually, um, kind of late 2019. And I had to send it back because it, it honestly sounded like it was going to burst into flames at any given second because the fans were just yeah, go well, wild. This, this thing does. Yeah. And I, was, I remember I was doing some web testing for a company and they were on Zoom. And I had to connect with them on Zoom, and then I had to go to Chrome to test the website. And I remember actually, oh, I remember God. thinking to myself, because the guy couldn't even hear me. He's like, sorry, I can't really hear you. And I'm saying, yeah, hang on. And the fans are like blowing this hot air in my face. It seems, and I know it wasn't doing this, but it actually looked as if the screen was melting. And I'm thinking, this is just not handling this at all. And I said, maybe if we move That's to Safari. <laughs> Yeah, I know. But Chrome is pretty terrible for this, right? And it's true. But, you know, I'm I'm running an M1 now, and it just doesn't bother. You could throw anything at this thing. You could say, do you know what? You know, edit a video file. I don't know. Send a tweet. Um, You know, mix together 72 tracks of audio, and it just goes, yeah, whatever. Next. Well, well, Sean's not here. You're sat there in your office. Don't remind me. I'm, I'm assuming me Sean. He's not here. He's ill. But in the meantime, you've got about 200 M1 Macs over there. <laughs> Sean's not here to uh, to steal them off you, so... Um, oh, yeah. I see. So you're not, he's not only, not only after his on. job, you want his M1 Mac Mini as well. Just hang on. I'll just... Uh, just send the address. Send you my uh-huh. address. There we oh, go. Oh, yeah, there we go. Right, there we go. That M1 Mac Mini, because I know you've already ordered the new think one. I, I think I'm Oprah Winfrey. So M1 Mac for you. M1 Mac for you. <laughs> Hand them out like sweets. I will. I will say though, I've got two Mac Minis. Um, oh, well, I there you go. Why. You don't need. I, know, to. I, I barely need one, to be perfectly honest, because I use a MacBook Pro. It is ridiculous. All right. Well, I've both of them. Thank you. It's just ridiculous. But no, I am. I am planning a clear out. It was interesting. I think you might have caught me last week talking about the the, the trade in value issue now with Apple. So if you want to go and trade in your computer, they'll give you a price for it, and that price is laughingly mm. low. Um, I think it was the guy. Yeah, on, ten yeah, well, it was worse. I mean, so the guy who spent fifty-two k on his Mac Pro, which was Intel, obviously terrible, and he was he put the serial number into the Apple website to find out what the value would be for trading, and it was nine hundred and fifty dollars. 
for a machine that costs fifty-two thousand dollars. How did you spend fifty-two k anyway? Was that complete? That must have been completely maxed out. I think it probably was. There was a time if, if you remember Everything. way back at the beginning, they were sort of comparing the prices of you know if you max them all out. And these days it's about the same. I mean, you could probably spend about eight nine k. Yeah. I mean, the MacBook Pro, if you max it out, I think it's like nine thousand dollars, which is a lot of cash. What's that about seven thousand pounds? And it's it is a lot of money, mm. but. I think the problem for me especially is is the hard drive prices. That's really where the problem lies. It, because actually very quickly the price just jumps. You know, you look at it and you think, well, okay, it's coming with 512 gig SSD. Mm, I could do it with maybe a terabyte. Okay, so I'll move up to a terabyte. That's another $300. Then you want to maybe move up to four yeah. terabytes or two terabytes even. And you're into the six, seven, even $1,200. You know, wow, that's a whole other computer. I buy two Mac Minis for that. I'm not going to. I've already got two, so I don't need any more. But, you know, it just... Well, no, you had to. Well, I had, yeah, exactly, because I've given them all away yeah. to everyone who asks for one. Yeah, that's right. Well, I did enter the double tap giveaway. Yeah, it wasn't part of it. No. Was it not? I no, think you'll sure find, I I think you'll find if you check the terms and conditions, which I haven't, <laughs> but if you check the terms and conditions, I'm fairly sure in there. What's happening with that competition, by the way? Did anyone ever receive anything? I'm going to contact Marco Flalo about that. I don't know what happened there. Anyway, um, I'm really on top of these things, as you can tell. Uh, right, yeah. what, else, what else can we talk about? Because there's so much to talk about. What were we talking about? We were talking about Twitter. Yeah, what, what's your takeaway on that? Are you going to stick with it for now? I think I will, yeah. Because for me, I do still get a lot of value out of it. Now, that doesn't mean that you know I support Elon Musk or I support the things that Twitter are doing, but it's just that I find it useful. I don't. Re- I don't honestly know what it would take for me to, to come off it and you know do the bigger big speech before I go, because I don't feel like it impacts my my life that much. You know, I, I don't see it as something that's important to me. I just see it as something that's useful. You know, especially with doing the the tech talk show. Yeah. So much of the news of that comes from from Twitter. Like for example, with the um, soundscape when that got discontinued before Christmas. That was where I found out about that on Twitter. And I tried to find a better source for that news to see if it was real. But you Google something like that, you won't find it. Well, no, and this is the problem, yeah. right? This, the, and again, it comes back to this point about access to our information. Like if I was to go on to, to mm. Google and search for, you know, how to do something particular with JAWS, it would come back and show me the DVD that I could buy from Amazon. <laughs> it's not going to show me the well, information anytime I want. You Google. Well, anytime you Google anything to do with voiceover or talkback, because obviously they're built in, um, or or even narrator. I was using my, uh, we were using my wife's Xbox the other day for, as a, a DVD player. So I tried to figure out how to turn on narrator because I, I, I assume the DVD part of it is accessible. Mm. So um, I was trying to find out how to turn, narrator, turn on narrator. But you Google anything to do with any of the built-in screen readers, most of the results, 99% of the results are, how the hell do you turn this thing off? Oh, what is yeah. this? This is pointless. It won't stop talking to me. Why would they add a feature like that? You know, people, people have turned it on by accident and then can't get rid That's of it. That's right. Exactly. That happens all the time. That used to be the only, that's yeah. the only articles I could ever find. Same with audio description. Yeah. How do I turn this thing off? Um, oh, yeah, there's nothing about how to turn it on. No, no. It's all how to turn it off. Turn it off. <laughs> um, now, listen, there's another big story, which uh, we uh, haven't really covered much on the show here, but and it's, it's one of those ones where we, we've talked about it in passing, um, mainly at the end of last year. We're getting more details now and also hearing more companies affected by it, and that is layoffs. A lot of companies letting, company, uh, letting employees go at the minute. Google has now let go around 12,000 employees. That was just announced on Friday. And um, there's even more layoffs likely to come. In the Google sense, layoffs are spread across nearly every group, apparently including Chrome, Search, Android, and Google Cloud. And uh, its sources uh, at the information, the website which is reporting this, says that the affected people who previously received high performance reviews and some managers making anywhere from 500000 to $1 million. Um. Interesting, they're putting that out there, but yeah, there you go. So Google dropping 12,000 people. Microsoft have laid off off 10,000 people. Polygon reports 
that uh, the effects on the affecting really is on uh, several game development studios. Um, and of course, we know ourselves that one of the big things to go from the blindness community this year was Microsoft Soundscape. I don't know if that's directly connected to this. Um, but interestingly, it says that some of the cuts do hit Microsoft's mixed reality teams. A report from Bloomberg indicates that layoffs affected some of the employees working on its HoloLens headset. Um, and that is apparently because of a side effect of Congress in America denying the U.S. Army's request to purchase up to 7,000 headsets based on the HoloLens platform. Amazon have also confirmed, and they did in fact months ago, that its uh, teams are being laid off. There are thousands of people being laid off there, 18,000 to be precise, 2,000 of which are uh, in particular direct impact to the uh, Lady A development. So, you know, lots going on. And it, it, <laughs> of course, the other interesting side of all this is one company's not been mentioned, and that is Apple. And that's yeah. because, at least it's being, we're being told, that part of that is because Tim Cook has taken, I think it's a 40% pay cut. So quite a big pay cut he's taken. And that's having the impact that, you know, essentially then he doesn't have to let go his own people. Now, whether that's, whether that's true or whether or not we're leading towards there will be cuts at Apple, but, you know, this will kind of help smooth it over. Well, you know, I've taken well, a huge pay yeah. cut. We don't have to let go as many people kind of thing. Who knows? But um, it doesn't really. I mean, Apple are known for keeping everything very close to their chest, aren't they? They're also not known for big layoffs either. They don't overhire. Mm. I think this is, and I'm hearing that phrase a lot, and I wasn't really aware of this, but apparently big tech companies are known for this. They will overhire people. So you end up with, I don't know, how, how does that happen? Is it like booking too many seats on a plane and suddenly, you know, five people haven't got a seat? How does that work? I don't, I don't get how that <laughs> happens. How do you overhire? Oh, well, we, you know, we, we only intended to hire 10 people, and now we've got 10,000. How does that happen? <laughs> You think if only there was the technology out there to manage that sort of in thing. a tech company, right? You think maybe yeah. a, a couple yeah. of computers lying around they could use. <laughs> could find a laptop somewhere. <laughs> Mind you, if it's like, find them an Intel Mac. Like Google, uh, cut the cost on heating. Well, that's bills. true. Yes, that's it. It could d- double the yeah. double the work there. Well, the thing is, of course, if you go into any big company, I, I remember once visiting Microsoft in Canada, and I'm probably telling tales out of school here, but I remember going in and everyone was using a MacBook, and it just made me laugh. I'm like, hang on, I thought you were the home of Windows. And they're like, yeah, just shh, don't, don't tell anyone that. Um, oh, that's the that's the thing. That's another thing they've removed from Twitter, isn't it? You can't see the user agent That's anymore. right, yeah. So we can't do that thing where someone from Google goes, hey, this new Android phone is amazing. Sent via Twitter for iPhone. That's right. <laughs> that was brilliant when that happened. Absolutely brilliant. Uh, right, look, I want to get a couple of uh, voicemails in here. Well, emails as well, actually. We got an email from Gordon. Laura reads that for us. Hi, guys. Siri does seem to have been getting worse, and that first instruction or question is always a problem. However, someone told me that if you pause after you hear the new Siri sound, he or she will obey your instruction. It seems there is a delay between the sound and Siri actually starting to listen. So wait just a second before speaking, and you should find the performance improves. This does seem to work. Give it a try. Hashtag friend of the shed. Gordon. Oh, thank you, Gordon. That's useful to know. This would explain why, when I've been trying to call Sean Mobile, it tells me that Mobile is a town in Alabama. Well, I'd, I had one the other day where I said OpenCNAI, and um, it started going on. I think if I'd have left it, it would have gone on for about two hours about artificial intelligence <laughs> and where it started and how it's come about and what it is. And Yeah. It's, it's going on for ages. I've had it sometimes, though, with that first request. Either it will come up with something completely bizarre, or it just won't do anything. I'll get the tone. I'll say like, you know, open scene AI or call whoever. And it'll pause for about 10 seconds and then just go. Boom. That's right. And it just, nothing. it just does nothing. <laughs> I, I think you're onto something though, Gordon, because there is a. a yeah. Potentially. See, we had an email in this last week and I maybe misread this because I thought you had to wait for the sound. It was the, the sound was the issue that, you know, if you, once you hear the sound, I think you have to wait till after the sound. And the suggestion was if you almost imagine you're hearing H-E-Y Siri or saying it out loud, if you imagine saying it out loud in your head, just give it that beat, that's when it will actually listen mm. to you and then it will hear you. And that maybe solved the problem. Because there does seem to be an issue with the actually hearing what you're trying to say. 
Um, so, okay. Well, thank you for that, Gordon. Useful, useful hint. Useful tip. I like that. Um, Pete. Yeah, we'll give that a Pete try. Pete has gotten in touch by email. Laura reads the emails. Hi, guys. Firstly, I hope Sean is okay after his oopsie this week. I do wonder if when landing, he let out his trademark, oosh. Hashtag friend of the shed. <laughs> Great coverage of the IRA price changes, Faf. Love that they extended the current prices to the end of Jan instead of the previously announced mid-Jan. I'm sure this helped any that were on the fence to get in before the increases. A great way to get an influx of subscribers to boost member figures all in one go, too. I guess. That's me with my conspiracy hat on. Hmm. (laughs) Does Janine have an evil genius fedora hat? (laughs) I had some interesting tech support this week, which I found both hilarious and frustrating and have to share. So... Having some issues with Sony LinkBuds and Microsoft Soundscape, I contacted Sony Disability via Be My Eyes. They tell me they do not support third-party apps. I pointed out that they collaborated with Microsoft to make the LinkBuds compatible with Soundscape. They then said perhaps there will be an update to Soundscape to help. I mentioned no more updates and they revert to their not supporting third-party apps and they seemed not to care. So Mm. I tried Microsoft Disability. They first tell me to uninstall the app and reinstall. I kindly point out that it's no longer in the app store, so this is not possible. So they say they cannot help me and point me to the Soundscape GitHub page and say to get support from them. Such a shame as the LinkBuds were not launched that long ago and both companies talked up the collaboration in their press releases. But Soundscape must be difficult for Microsoft to afford to support. After all, they only have a few billion left, and that is absolutely needed for topping up their contribution to OpenAI. Oh, Microsoft, you were doing so well on disability too. But then, the execs did have that private Sting concert to organise and fund recently. Ow. Keep up the great work, guys. Hashtag friend of the shed. Hashtag God bless you, Mr. F. Hashtag it's a tech show honest. Hashtag Stephen absolutely won't buy an M2. Cheers. Uh, Eat. No, no, definitely. Well, I mean, I, I did in the end buy a ear. Yeah. yeah, I know. I know. That's a, another story. Um, thank you, Pete. Very, very useful. Saucer of milk for uh, Pete's table, please. I think uh, that may be required. Um, yeah. Sean if, Sean, if you're listening, please tell me you did the oosh as you fell. That would that is brilliant. You must have done. I love the idea. I kind of wish he was recording at the time. Is that bad? I kind of wish he was maybe having a little voice memo on the way there. He's always recording when he's walking about, so... And it'd been really good if he'd done it with the Ambios because we'd have had the snap. I'm only kidding. Um, <laughs> oh. Poor Sean. Uh, <laughs> get um, well soon. <laughs> you, had me, you had me really worried then for a second when they, they said uninstall the app and reinstall it. I was thinking, no, 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 don't do no, that. No, 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 don't do that. It's, it's gone. gone completely. Um, uh, it is um, It's frustrating, especially when you've got an accessibility desk. <laughs> an accessibility answer desk who don't seem to know what they're talking about. You can kind of understand it with mainstream support. I mean, the kind of the flip side of this, I mean, I work as a, my full-time job is an accessibility specialist and we got some feedback in the other day and I I won't go into the details because I don't know how much I'm allowed to to Mm. say, but we got some feedback from a blind customer who was having issues with the app. They were having issues accessing something, but the problem was they'd gone through the normal customer service thing. They had no idea what they were talking about. So they took what they thought were appropriate details. But when it got passed to us, it just didn't... The, the, the issue that they were having, we couldn't replicate it. And the way they, we had it described, it just didn't make much sense. So then at that point, it's really difficult for us to be able to provide support. And of course, they hadn't taken the customer's details mm. for us to follow, follow up with. So at that point, well, what can you do? Yeah, it, you it's, it's frustrating. I think the, do you think the problem can be, though, that everything's moving so quickly. You know, so yeah. they announce, as Sony did, Sony announced that they were working with Microsoft and they were working to make this, well, essentially make the LinkBuds work with the Soundscape app. Now, at that point, once they've kind of made that work, and I guess maintain it, that's kind of all they need to do. So, yeah. you know, then we get in touch because obviously we're connecting the two together. So you say, well, okay, Sony will know what they're talking about. They've, they've done the work. And they'll say, well, yeah, okay, we've done it, but that's all we've done. It's really up to, if you've got an issue with the app, go and see Microsoft. And then Microsoft are saying, yeah, yeah, well, hang on, have we still got that? And, you know, again, shifting sands at these companies, people may be losing their jobs. I mean, we don't know yet. This is the thing we don't know with all these layoffs. If any accessibility yeah. teams have been impacted by this, we don't know. We know Twitter because that was a high profile case where we know Twitter's teams were let go on accessibility. 
we don't know yet uh, who's being let go specifically around accessibility. I mean, I know my contact at Google's still there, thank goodness, because he's a great guy. Um, so I'm like so glad he's still there. And I'm, I know my contact at Apple is still there. And, you know, I know there's people who are still there at these companies, at least, but definitely shifting oh, sands. Contacts in high places. Well, you know, now I've got to ask something. I, no, I get nothing for nothing, by the way. I should point that out. Yeah, yeah. I don't. That's where these 500 Macs come from. I pay from. for them with my own money. I am a pathetic man. Mm. I'm keeping Apple going. I'm putting in, I'm keeping <laughs> Apple staff in place. That's why there's no cuts this year at Apple. That's why there's no cuts at yeah, Apple. I'm keeping them all in business. They've got no problem. Yeah, they're fine. Everyone else. At Google, they're like, please, could you buy a couple of Android phones? Because that would help us out. And I'm like, you know, I've used Android. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Let's not go there. Right. Um, actually, we're going to talk about Android in the next couple of days because uh, there's some interesting developments there and some updates to talk about. Um, listen, we're almost out of time. Um, just remind people where they can get your show on RNIB. It's in the UK, but it's around the world as well, right? Yeah, so um, this might bring back memories. In the UK, <laughs> it's on um, Tuesday afternoons at 1pm UK time. Um, Freeview, you can go to channel 730 or you can... Uh, it's on FM in Glasgow, but I'm not sure. Is it 102? 101. 101. Yeah, don't get that Sorry. wrong. Um, I, can't I, I can't believe I'm telling you this. Well, <laughs> I'm not in Glasgow, so I, I just I kind of forget. Um, so yeah, 101 on uh, FM if you're in the Glasgow area, or uh, online, rnibconnectradio.org.uk. And uh, it's available on podcasts as well. So the new the, the show is played on a Tuesday at 1pm on the radio, and then the podcast drops every Friday. Just search for RNIB Tech Talk. Yeah. Oh, it takes me back. It takes me back to the old days of finishing every show like that. There you go. Um, well, listen, Callum, great to have you on. Come back soon. We've lots more to talk about, I'm sure, and uh, it'd be great to have you back yeah, on. Yeah, absolutely. It's been yeah, great. a lot of fun. Uh, Callum Stoneman there, and uh, we'll be back tomorrow. Marco Flalo is in the chair for Sean tomorrow with me. Lots to discuss, and keep your feedback coming. Feedback at doubletaponair.com, one eight seven seven eight zero three four five six seven is our listener line number. You can find us across the socials at doubletaponair. Catch tomorrow including twitter <laughs> love double tap did you know we're on the tv too check out brand new episodes of double tap tv on ami tv every tuesday at 8 p.m eastern or binge on all episodes online at ami.ca forward slash double tap we're also on youtube search for double tap to catch our episodes there too i'm margaret shepherd of the ami podcast tripping on air Every month, my co-host Alex Hajar and I spill the tea on what it's really like to live with MS. Watch Tripping On Air on YouTube or download wherever you get your pods.